This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number three. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, it's Andrea here. I'm excited because today we are highlighting the book, The 4-Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. Oh my goodness, wouldn't you love to only have a 4-Hour Work Week? <laughs> I think that's why the title of this book is just so captivating. Um, it's amazing. This book is exciting. There's lots of kind of inspiration for maybe some future goals or just to kind of how to change your life and make it a little more about life and a little less about work. Uh, I found it really, really inspiring. So we're going to jump right in. As always on our podcast, Live Life Happy, we are all about sucking out positive psychology and usable nuggets that you can apply to your life so that you can live your life a little happier. So yeah, so I was able to figure out a lot or suck out a lot of great information. So let's just jump right in. So within this book, The 4-Hour Work Week, it's all about lifestyle design. So Timothy mentioned that it's kind of like your deal makers. You're the negotiator of your reality. So the whole concept that came up for him was this DEAL acronym. And so the whole book was based on DEAL being D for definition, E for elimination, A for automation, and L for liberation. And we'll go through each one of those because there's wonderful tips within each of those sections. Okay, so yes, you think, I know you're probably thinking, how can we have a four-hour work week? Is this even possible? So I mean, you're not going to finish listening to this podcast and then shrink your life down to a four-hour work week. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. But I hope that it'll kind of inspire you by the end of the conversation to kind of re-look at how your life is right now and just see if there are certain things that you can tweak to kind of maybe eliminate it or redefine what it is and what it means to you to be productive instead of busy. Um, So yeah, and then, so we'll just jump right in. All right, so the first step is definition. So he wants you to shift your uh, assumptions and kind of challenge the status quo on what success looks like for you, what retirement looks like for you, uh, you know, what productivity looks like for you. And he he challenges you to kind of challenge the status quo uh, in your own definition so that you can, you know, not just fall in to automatic pilot in, you know, working nine to five full work weeks. And he challenges you not to put all the time in now so that you have retirement later, but rather kind of redefining what it is that you would really like. Uh, If you want to shrink down your work week and then have like longer weekends and things like that, that's really what he encourages throughout this book. So the the thing that stood out for me in this first section of definition or defining your own rules and making your own rules was this idea of being productive instead of busy. 
I know for a long time there, I was always saying, how are things? People would ask me, how are things? How are you doing? I say, oh, busy, busy, but good. And then I realized, wait a second, like that word busy just comes right out of my mouth so easily. And so it's really not about being busy. It's about being productive instead so that you can have those down times. You can have that time where you can do all those things that, you know, that bring you pleasure and bring you happiness and uh, that time of joy and play, adding that dynamic into your life as well. So he's all about shifting that focus. Uh, He also believes in not asking permission and kind of creating your own reality for yourself and uncover some fears and kind of um, notice, this was a good question that came up in the book, Uh, notice if being realistic and being responsible and thinking of what you should do in your career and your job, think about times where that has held you back. So he really challenges you to be your own deal maker, negotiate your own reality and kind of reevaluate or shift your thinking or your, your replace assumptions about what the definition of what we should be doing in our life. Uh, it's very interesting. And so that was the first step is to really kind of highlight what is really exciting and important to you. What exciting and important dreams would you love for yourself in the next six months? Um, Yeah, so that was step one definition, because kind of shifting your definition, being productive instead of busy, and think of less is not lazy um, and not less achievement. So basically, if if you're doing less, it doesn't mean that you're lazy, and it doesn't mean that you're going to decrease achievement, but he challenges your belief on that and allows you to think more in terms of being effective and productive. All right, let's move into step number two, the E in deal, which is elimination. This is all about simplifying, simplifying, simplifying. And what stands out for me is I actually started creating a don't do list. And this don't do list has helped me actually get my to-do list super done, like in effective and productive. So he also suggests that, and he's all about, um, don't look at the world in terms of time management. Look at it instead of removing things that are, are getting in your way of being actually productive and being effective. So it's not about being efficient anymore and just, just one task and getting efficient and getting it done. It's about being effective in what it is that you're picking to do and what it is that you're putting your your attention on and simplify, let things go. So he he also talked about the Pareto's law, which is also the 80-20 principle, where 80% of your output creates 20% of your results. And um, so, and it flips too. So 80% of your results creates 20, is from 20% of your effort. So the idea is to figure out where, where that sweet spot is, where you could put your effort to create more results for yourself and get rid of the other things that are just not effective for you and, and just um, not contributing to that level of achievement and success that you're looking for. That is really, really interesting. And um, find if you want to find out more about that Pareto's Law, it's very, it's really neat. It's a neat finding and um, a cool study as well. Okay, so it's all about being effective as opposed to efficient, simplifying, simplifying, getting, taking the busyness out of your life and focusing more on fine-tuning where you want to put that effort. Uh, he also talks about... Um, 
making like b- batching all your emails, putting them all together in one, like at one time, don't just keep reopening your emails. Also low information. So decrease and filter how much information you're exposed to. Take little uh, social media breaks. Uh, notice where you are wasting time and um, eliminate time wasters. And also um, he talked about So ignoring info altogether. So sometimes if you can just like, you know, block it. Like, so if you know you're on a project, so if you're uh, trying to get something done and you know, catch yourself popping into your emails, well, there you go. It's a little bit of a distractor. So that's, that's the key point. So that was all about elimination. You know, the other thing is, um, sometimes what we do, and this comes up for me, sometimes I'll notice that, oh, I've been, you know, focusing on cleaning my house and I'm not getting that one project done that I've been trying to do. And, hmm, it's funny how I'm inventing something that I need to do. Um, and it's getting in a way in the way of important things that need to get done. So challenge yourself, kind of ask yourself, hmm, am I inventing things to do? And am I, um, making myself so-called busy because and, and masking the important things that I really want to be putting my effort on. So that's number two. So number three step is automation. And that sounds just like it is. Wow, wouldn't we love to have everything automated? Um, so this is one of your steps to decreasing your workload during your week. And uh, uh, in his book, it's all about outsourcing and putting things and in income on automatic pilot. He does suggest on online sales and maybe selling products or services online, finding your niche and your markability, and then borrowing. So basically selling products to your target market is one of his ways of income autopilot. And there is a huge chunk in that book of really resourceful uh, information that if you wanted to go in that a little deeper, feel free, uh, obviously, to purchase his book. Um, And then he's also about uh, decreasing your options helps you to automate your decisions faster. So for example, if we were to have so many options of a restaurant to go to, um, I know in positive psychology, it's called decision fatigue. We actually have um, fatigue from having too many options. So one of his suggestions was decreasing your options and decreasing your choices. And that allows you to um, just more easily automate your decision and more easily make a decision without getting that decision fatigue. Um, the other thing is he suggests to have your mail all online so it's not shipped to your house. And then he outsourcing. So basically wherever you can outsource tedious uh, repetitive behaviors. If you can get someone else to do that for you, uh, it really like offload those jobs. It really provides you with more time and effectiveness. So you're not um, in the work area. So outsourcing is a wonderful way to decrease your workload and your your week. It also might magnify your efficiency. Someone might be way better at doing something than you are, or you can use your time more effectively. Um, I don't know about you, but I love to outsource uh, cleaning my house. (laughs) So whenever I can, oh my goodness, it's so great to have someone come and help me clean the house sporadically here and there because it's wonderful time uh, that I get back for myself. And let's face it, I'm not too keen in liking that job. So (laughs) outsourcing is nice. Okay, so the next step is liberation. So when you apply all these, you know, if you redefine, replace your 
assumptions, you eliminate, 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 focus on productivity, and then you automate as much as you can, outsource jobs, offload as much as you can, and then you feel this wonderful sense of liberation. The other thing with liberation is actually just asking the question of your boss, you know, if you can increase, if you are at at a, a a job right now and your your desire is to decrease office time, you can always inc- show, improve your increased output off-site. So when you're not in the office and then even it's as easy as asking and propose a trial period uh, working remotely and extend and extend your remote time as much as you can. Um, he put it in his book, just pull off the band-aid, uh, fast is easier. And he, he also says that, um, when you quit your job, remember it's not permanent. You can probably get another job if you, if it's not working for you. So that was one of his tips. The other tip he had was try little mini retirements or extend the time, take Mondays off and Fridays off, extend that time that you can work remotely and just be highly, highly productive when you are working. And uh, yeah, so then when you are feeling and experience this liberation of more time, you're you're going to enjoy being with your family, with, you know, doing things for yourself, maybe adding a spa day, some self-care time. And uh, just by being hyper productive in the times when you are working and then uh, automate as much as you can, outsource as much as you can and redefine, the, like redefine your reality of what it is you'd like for yourself? What lifestyle are you looking? He also talked about thinking about the end in mind. So if a four hour work week is your end goal, then work your way back or reverse engineer so that you can start building in the systems now. So you can have that fantastic um, liberation at the end that where you don't have to work mega, mega hours. And you, and as he put it, he says, add more life. So add life back into your, your work week. And that's about it. So yeah, so hopefully that's some inspiration. I know for me, what it'll do is I think for me, what I'm going to start doing is being simplifying, get rid of, getting rid of those things that kind of don't really need to be done. And that'll help me focus on what it is that's more productive. Also, what I might do is look at the things that are really work working for me in my life and then emphasizing those things that are working and decreasing the things that, you know what, they're not working so well and they're just, uh, it's kind of weight on my shoulders. And then yes, I mean, we can all autopilot and outsource uh, a little bit more, I'm sure. So I hope that was inspiring for you. Let me know what it is that you're going to be taking away from this and maybe adding into your life. And um, of course, leave a review if you can. Go over to iTunes. It always helps with the rating on the podcast. That would be fantastic. And enjoy your super productive, wonderful work week. Hopefully you can decrease the amount of actual work. And yeah, delve in a little more into that 80-20 principle and notice that it's pretty crazy that 20% of our day, maybe in a nine to five job is really the only effective time that we're there. That's a little scary. It shows that we could get as much done in that 20, that, that 20 part of the 20 principle, that part, 20% of our day, we could be hyper productive and then have 80% free time. That would be fantastic. Ideal. I think. All right. Well, have a fantastic day. We will talk to you soon. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind, 
you've got to come over to my website at andreasadal.com where I take all these books, I highlight, summarize, teach, and coach the concepts in my unconventional book club. You can also take the Sunshine of Wellbeing quiz and find out just how bright you're shining. Be sure to review, subscribe, and share this podcast. We really appreciate your support. Together, we can be a catalyst for positivity. Positivity.